Today's episode is brought to you by Hobolax. Saturday, 3.30 on ESPN, it's the All-Star Game. And then it's 6.30 on ESPN Plus, we got the skills competition. You're listening to the Quintessential Lacrosse Podcast. I'm Quint Kesnick. Trevor Baptiste is our guest this week. Uh, first of all, great job this year. You're crushing it. And congratulations on your relationship with, uh, with Five Star. What's that all about? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, appreciate that. The, the season started out great and um, really happy for, for, for the team as well. Um, and Five Star... Uh, really excited about that relationship. Like you said, um, you know, they started this new social media app called Five Star Highlights, which I'm extremely excited about being somebody that uses social media. And uh, it's basically an app that only publishes sports highlights, but sports highlights from all different ages, um, all different sports. So you know, that's something that really resonates with me being an athlete as well. But I think everybody loves sports highlights. You know, everybody loves those jaw dropping plays where you see and you kind of question, like, how did that happen? You know, like uh, that's what you see on five star. Uh, and I'm really excited to, uh, to promote it and to be on it and to see it grow. I was watching a highlight of a dog last night on Instagram who sprinted towards a tree runs up the tree and does like a backflip like 15 feet up in the air and, and he's caught by his owner oh my gosh that's crazy, crazy. That's crazy, crazy stuff hey <laughs> yeah. what, what, what trevor what'd you do with your week off um i was actually just rehabbing for most of it uh i'm sure most people know i kind of uh got a little banged up at the end of the last game so just kind of just been rehabbing kind of trying to get everything right you seem like you're in a really good spot mentally this year. Uh, I've been really impressed. You know, you're, you're crushing it on the field, but you seem to have the right temperament. Uh, kind of take us through your mindset uh, as, as you attack this summer. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I think I think a lot of it's come with experience. You know, I think that uh, I've learned a lot over the past few years playing, playing pro. Um, and I think this year, especially, uh, I think one, I feel really comfortable with the team um, and myself. Uh, I think two, aside from last game, I've, I've been very healthy. Like I've been in, in great shape, you know, playing indoor and outdoor. It's like you're playing lacrosse 10 months out of the year. So sometimes you're, you are kind of nursing injuries through the whole year and those can be a distraction. Um, and three, to be honest with you, Quinn, I just kind of, I just kind of don't really care what people think about me anymore. Like I just, like, I just go out there and play and um, I try to play my best and I don't really care about the opinions of anyone that hasn't earned my respect um, so obviously I care about what my teammates think and, and my coach and my family, you know, people that are really close to me and people that have earned a say, but aside from that, I just don't really, I just don't really care about anything else. And it's, it's really, I, I don't think I ever did, but I think more so this year, it's not a distraction. Like 
it's not even there. It's not even present. Um, and I don't really know how I got to that point, but but it's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah, there's a peace. I can see there's a peace and a comfort. Uh, and, yeah. And there, there's 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 greatness there because you're really only playing against yourself at that stage, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I think it's a great way to put it. Like it, and I think growing up. And, or I shouldn't say growing up, but like when you're younger in sports, you know, you deal with so many pressures and, and, and those feelings of, oh, like, what if I don't have a good game? And especially, you know, at the face-off position, like, oh, like, what if I get beat, you know? And I, you know, humbly throughout my career, you know, if I won like 55% or like 60%, somebody like like I, I kind of leave the game feeling like oh man I didn't play my best and almost like oh man that I, I let like the other team get to me or I let the other team beat me you know this is in the past right when you think about like 55 60 percent you won more than you lost but some people would kind of rub that in my face a little bit like oh like we, we did really well against you uh, or something like that. And uh, I think I let that affect me. You know, I let that affect me or, or let it put pressure on me. And now I'm just like, you know, I, I just think of the the opportunity for a challenge, you know, and, and just having fun through that opportunity. And what what happens isn't really as important. It's just kind of just being challenged and um, putting yourself out there is, is really the most important things. And the results usually just come, you know, and sometimes they don't, you know, sometimes you have a tough game yeah. and then, and then you, you kind of look yourself in the mirror. You're like, all right, what are you going to do about it? You know, like, are you going to let this bring you down or are you going to let this get you better? And that's just how, that's just what I've kind of been rolling with uh, these past few months. It's been good. Yeah. You know, you talk about your roots. Like, our, we have a similar path in that you were a swimmer. I was more of a wrestler growing up. And I guess if, when you're a swimmer, your your competition is the uh, are the other swimmers, but it's the clock, really. And Definitely. For wrestling, you know, it was like my life was built around winning, you know, and uh, rivalry matches with guys you train for, basically, in your area. And then that carries over to lacrosse and kind of creates a, as you know, you kind of referenced it. It's a little bit unhealthy when you're judging yourself by your winning percentage or your save percentage. Exactly. And that, that, you know, there's not a happy ending when you're doing that. Right. 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 Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and, and, and understanding that too, like, it, like with life outside of the game or life within the game and just, your personality and, and, and who you are as a person, like those are all like valuable things. And we are all more than just athletes, you know, like we're people. So like just being able to make those connect or to make that disconnect, but also, you know, value yourself as a person as well. Um, while you're playing, it's tough to do. It's tough to do, especially for, you know, high, high class competitors like yourself and like me, you know, it's like, if you're not playing well, it's like, you, you want to, 
you like question yourself like oh like what the heck what the heck trevor like like you suck today or something like that or you're trying to even keep it positive like yo like you know like this isn't you're not playing up to your potential or something like that and it's like yeah well that happens sometimes but that doesn't make me any less of a person you know but i gotta figure out how i can play better <laughs> yeah yeah always always pushing to play better always willing to try new things but knowing that that success i guess you got to stick to your process you got to trust your process it's been proven right that's right that's right a hundred percent hey uh how many different face-off techniques uh or, or alignments and rule rule you know rules uh have you gone through in your career? Is it like three or four? Um, I don't even know. I don't even keep track anymore. Um, <laughs> no, because I, I think... was thinking about like how, how you've had to like every two years, like figure out something new. Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. You know, like, um, you know, I don't want to say luckily, but I didn't have to do the stand up. Like in college, I graduated, I want to say the year before, yeah, I graduated the year before that started. 18, the yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was in the fall of 18, right, that they started it? Or they started the 19th season? Yeah. I don't know. And, yeah, so I never had to do stand-up only in college. Um, but you're right. The fact that the face-off rules change, um, like, every two years. <laughs> and I don't. You didn't ask me about it, so I'm not going to get into all that. But, yeah. you know, I, I think um, it's highly I politicized. I, I I get it. I love face offs and I want to see them remain. I want to see really good athletes uh, going at it. I want to see the guys stay on the field like you're doing this year and making great passes and running past people and scoring goals and being a player like I, there's nothing better. Uh, that's th Those are great moments in the sport. Yeah, no, there's no there's no question. And I think like. I think to be an elite face-off guy at a high level, you need, like, not having stick skills, not being athletic is going to catch up to you, you know? So if you look across the game at the, at the best face-off guys, um, whether that's D1, D2, D3, professional, um, even high school, right? Even the high level high school, all those guys are athletic. You know, all the top guys are athletic. Now, you know, maybe they get away with not having the best stick skills, or you know, maybe they usually they can all pick up ground balls extremely well. But you you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna get exposed on that, and it's gonna cause you to either lose face offs or have turnovers. And it's going to be a problem, you know? So I think like that kind of, that, that thought of like, oh, you know, face-off guys like don't have stick skills or they, you know, they can't play the game. Um, I think when you get to a high level that, that kind of works itself out. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I've got to go on a tangent, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Quint. I'm going to say it. I kind of feel like a lot of people don't progress their face off guys. So it's like, 
like a lot of people that don't like it and, I, and I'm not, you know, naming or pointing the finger at anyone specifically, but, you know, with that thought, a lot of people are like, hey, take faceoffs out of the game. You know, they slow down the game and these players don't play the game. They're just facing off. And then there'll be coaches and they'll have faceoff guys. They'll be like, all right, go sit in the corner and face off. Yeah. All like, I don't I want don't you. Know. Do and you expect the kid to get better. You expect exactly. him to get skills. All, he, all he's doing is working on his power plant for three hours a day. Exactly. And they, and they won't, like, I've seen, I've seen situations where they don't let them come into the drill. They're like, no, like you, like, don't come into the drill. And I'm like, well, how is he going to get better? You know, like, how is he going to play the game? You know, <laughs> if you don't they, let them. They, they, they'll, they'll become what you tell them or what you encourage them to become. Exactly. Uh, you, know, you got four or five years with these young people. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree with you. And, and I know you played a lot. Of, you played some indoor while you were at Denver. Coach T used to used to rave about you actually being able to play a shift. So obviously, somewhere along the line in practice, he made a he made a a, a priority to make sure you were actually playing lacrosse. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And I would learn, and even like um, even if I wasn't in, I would just watch. You know, like I'd watch if I was you know in between in between drills or say we're doing like man up man down sixes. Like I would always watch and and try to learn something, you know, try to take something away from the game of like, oh, okay, like, you know, the flow of the offense or, you know, what they're trying to look for offensively on this man up play and things like that. Um, but it was always interesting to me. But, but yeah, like, it, it's fun, you know, like, it, I always thought it was fun learning different parts of the game. But there was, you know, there's, I've been on teams with, with faceoff guys that, like oh I like let's just go face off and I'm like well no like let's like let's go play a little bit like this like let's go yeah, let's do, do the transition you're like this would be good for us to do you know and um, I think the more you kind of box those guys in the more they're gonna feel like they have to stay in that box uh, so that's my yeah. opinion though my two cents <laughs> fed up with the same old generic lacrosse clothing. Check out Hobo Lights, the new up-and-coming lacrosse streetwear company, making even the dustiest of players look drippier than a chocolate sundae. Visit www.hobolax.com and use code QUINT to get 15% off your first purchase. That's Hobolax, H-O-B-O-L-A-X.com and the code QUINT, Q-U-I-N-T, all caps, for 15% off your first purchase. We're on the same page there. I, I want to throw a couple. It's a list of uh, qualities of a face-off man. Bill Tierney gave your, your college coach and, and my college assistant, got my primary recruiter, actually. I don't know if you knew that, but he gave me a, he, gave, he, he went through this list of uh, face-off traits, and he did it in like three seconds. I'm like, whoa, 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 coach, back up. Give me those again. And I'm, I want to go over it with, with you. We'll take the whole thing, and then you can kind of jump out uh, what, what sticks. Patience and focus. Fast twitch, whistle reaction, power, technique, toughness, feel for the wings, the skill to handle and the balance to, to get yourself out of, out of tough spots. Uh, he described, he said you were elite at the time and he went through this list because you checked off uh, a strong portion of, of all those qualities. 
what are your thoughts when you hear those? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it's really spot on. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Coach T, Coach T knows the game. He knows what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like um, I think I really like how you said it was a patience and focus first. That was yeah, the first focus, thing. Focus and patience. That prior to that, the the, the your setup. Right. Yeah, and that like. I think it's so key and, and really like how it was first because I think, I think face-offs, I, I think sports a lot of the time, but I think face-off specifically is, is like almost 75% mental, you know? Um, reason being is you're talking about a position that everything is handled uh, in in milliseconds or like hundreds of a second, right? So like if you're if you even have the slightest distraction or feeling or you know doubt, it's gonna slow you down. You know, it's gonna slow you down in some nature. Um and so I think you know that that having that mental stability to to attack the ball and react on the whistle is important. But also the other tough thing about facing off is, you know, because the game is, is so, so specialized right now. And, you know, a lot of times you're taking, you know, 20, 30 reps a game and you're not, and that's kind of the bulk of what you're doing. Your, your position, like your results are very binary, right? Like very similar to goalie. Um, and that it's like you either save or you get scored on or, you win. It's like you win or you lose, and then you kind of run off the field, you know. Um, but compared to like say offense or defense or any other position on the field, it's like okay, you have a turnover, but I'm either gonna like try to ride the ball back and like try to kind of get myself back in the groove or make another play somewhere else, or say like I missed my cut, but you know I'm gonna circle back on the outside get the ball high, go, like dodge really hard, like dodge as hard as I possibly can. Um, or defensively, you know, you miss a slide in the next play, you know, or even you miss a slide, you don't pay for it, and then you pick up a tough ground ball, you know. I think with face-offs, it's a little bit harder to kind of have those moments where you can get back in the groove. You kind of have to be on the sideline just thinking about how you lost, especially if you lose a few in a row. Um, it's, it's a lot mentally. Uh, so you just got to be able to hit that reset button and have the patience to stick with it um, and the focus to stick with it, you know, so that I, I really like how you said that first. Saturday, 3.30 ESPN is the all-star game. That's uh, the 16th from Boston, from Gillette. I, I, I got three more topics I want to cover, Trevor. We got about nine minutes to go. Uh, yeah. We'll talk. I want to talk Atlas. I want to talk the, the overall league and some of your thoughts. But I, I want to start with diversity. I was at the Women's World Championships on Saturday at Towson for the bronze and, and gold medal games. And I was, you know, the, the lack of diversity was was uh, it, it jumped out at me. Honestly, it wasn't uh, I, I expected more. Uh, and, and I know the PLL. I that first game that I covered this year up in Albany, when you guys got together post gaming and, and took a picture. Uh, I think it was the Atlas and the Redwoods playing. You had, I think, Kobe, uh, IDA, Miles Jones, Nakai, uh, Jules, and yourself. Uh, that was a great moment. Uh, and, and it really 
it caught my eye as uh, the PLL's got more diversity than college uh, Division One lacrosse right now, and I think that's fantastic. And uh, I think you guys are are, are pushing things uh, as you should. Uh, what what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's been it's been really cool, really refreshing to see uh, more diversity in the PLL and and to see that continue. You know, we started uh, the Black Lacrosse Alliance, and to be honest with you. Uh, now you said like getting time time. I don't want to dissect the whole thing, but uh, it's just been really refreshing getting to really know the all of I should say just black players, but especially the black players in the PLL and like because and and getting to know them and and sharing stories and experiences and just it just forming that network um and showing that we're passionate about it. it's just been really really uh it's really been life-changing for me it's been good it's a, it's a huge opportunity for us on the tv side uh because the game's starting to look more like this country uh which is a great thing uh, right. all-star game you're, you're not going to play but you're a captain you picked the roster give me give me a feel for i'm still i'm still working through you know who's going to dress and who's not going to dress in terms of injuries right. uh what, what 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 are you looking at you're looking at a heavy i sense a heavy atlas uh you got you got a holman teat hennenberg uh rambo and more kind of your top offensive guys on attack with sours and gray all those guys yeah we it's you know talent was not was talent was not the issue picking this team we got <laughs> we got a lot we got a lot of good players um, yeah, I yeah, think you your know, issue is, is who are your subs for some of your injured guys like yourself? I know. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, we're, we're going to see how that goes. I don't, I don't know if uh, the league has plans for that, uh, but um, it'll, it'll work out. We'll, we'll figure it out. And, your team was uh, healthy. You were a lock. And I saw, I saw a Twitter poll, poll. Everyone liked Farrell. Everyone liked the milkman's team. I'm like, what are they looking at? Yeah. I, I, I don't I, see it. I, don't I, see I it. didn't see it either. I didn't see him either, to tell you the truth, but you know, and that's not to say there wasn't a ton of talent on his team as well. But I I'm I obviously a little bit biased for the Atlas guys. You know, I've obviously got to be a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah, Atlas is four and one, tied for first with the Chrome and the Whips. Uh, Archers at three and two. Water Dogs starting to play better at two and three. I mean, this, I, I take it week to week, Trevor, honestly, when I look at this, I think there's certain teams that are just a little, maybe a little better than others, but on any given Saturday or Sunday, I, I'm, I'm not about to stick my head out there and make bold predictions in this league based on what I've seen. Oh yeah. There's no question. There's no question. Like anybody can be anybody on any, on any weekend. And, um, you know, as a team, you just got to know that as a player, you got to respect, you got to respect the heck out of your opponent. Um, because you could, uh, who was it? Uh, you know, Chrome ended up being the Cannons, you know, by one in overtime. But you look at the week before, you know, the Cannons had a tough game. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Chrome went in thinking, you know, I shouldn't speak for him or speak about that. But I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if they came in and they were like, ah, you know, the Cannons are having a tough year. You know, they're not, they're not that good. And then all of a sudden, they're down by seven. You know, it, it's you got to just respect everybody because everybody's really good. Everybody's really good. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed historically is what happens after the all-star game 
is most critical in determining the champion. You know, the first weeks of the season is about finding chemistry, finding rosters, you know, assimilating your rookies. Uh, and, and then really what happens from here on out is you guys go to Fairfield, I believe, uh, after the All-Star game. I think that's most important. Tell me about the Atlas. So what's the vibe like? Coach Rubior, he's pretty intense. I watched him play. Uh, in high- I coached against him when he was at Loyola High School, and then I covered him a lot at Virginia. I love him. I got a huge respect for him. But he's, he's an intense, intense young coach. Yes, he's very intense. Um, uh, t- intense beyond his years. Uh, but he's the, he's the man. You know, I like love the guy. Uh, I think he's got our team's respect. Um, and he, he can, uh, you know, he can have a good time and he smiles. And, and I think he always talks about playing with joy, you know. So although there is that intensity and there is that uh, kind of rage you can feel, um, that, that, you know, he used to play with. Uh, he always talks about playing with joy and, and having fun through challenge. Uh, and that's what is going to make our group in this sport and this opportunity special is being able to smile through adversity and push through adversity with, you know, 25 other guys, 19 other guys on a game day. Um, so it, it's great. It's great. You, you've done – remarkable work this this year you're an mvp candidate uh jack and cannon has has had moments where he's he's been um he's been really really superb uh talk to me about the other guys though in this team like what's the vibe what, what do you think you guys have done well where do you feel strength and wh- where do you, you think you need to uh to improve to win the title yeah i think um i like just to speak overall about the group, like I think we're a really close group and everybody really enjoys being with each other. Um, you know, you talk about Jackie Cannon. I just wanted to shout him out because he is he is the man and is a beast and has been playing great and is one of the best goalies in the world by far. Um, and, you know, I think offensively with our team, it's all I think a lot of it's predicated on ball movement and. I think we've done a great job of, of getting, you know, Chris, especially acclimated to the game um, and getting him comfortable. Uh, and I think, <clears throat> I think we've been playing extremely well, but, you know, I think as we get into the season, I think our midfielders are, are going to find their groove a little bit more. Um, not to say that, you know, there's anything wrong with how they played. I just think that they can play even better. Uh, so I think that's what we're kind of looking for down the stretch. You know, Brian Cosby, one of the best midfielders in the world. Uh, I think he's really going to find his groove down the stretch here uh, and kind of locking in how those midfielders are playing and are placed. I think we're going to see that towards the end of the season. Uh, defensively, you know, obviously it's helped with, with Jack. You know, you, can, you don't have a bad game if you got him in net, but playing the way he is. Uh, but I think Defensively, you know, somebody else that I don't think gets nearly enough credit is Danny Logan. Um, I think Danny Logan is played phenomenally. He's, you know, pushes transition, can score. And you don't, like, he very rarely needs to get slide to, you know, and, and he can cover anyone. I remember it. This is kind of dangerous, but at USA tryouts, uh, Schallenberger, he got switched on to him. and he was just putting the clamps on him and this guy, and he was crushing this, uh, the tryout at attack. 
And Danny got switched <laughs> on to him. It was just nobody slid. Nobody slid. And I was my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, uh, he's he's the real deal. Uh, and obviously I've played with him at Denver, so it's been it's been great to play with him. Yeah. Um, and then uh and yeah, defensively, I think we just gotta clean it, get those first time GBs a couple more, uh, yeah. a little bit better. You know, sometimes we give teams some second opportunities. Yeah. Well, Trevor, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll be seeing you uh, at Gillette Saturday, 3.30, live on ESPN. It's the All-Star Game, PLL. Uh, Team Baptiste wearing the uh, gold uniforms, which are which are online. Take a look at them right now. And then you got uh, Connor Farrell, the milkman, Thor, and they'll be in the black uniforms. I'll be downstairs. I'm guessing you'll be in a coaching role or, or a leadership role, Trevor. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and it should it should be fun. Uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah, what, yeah. What's at stake? You guys playing for something? Uh, we haven't talked about that. I remember back in 19 uh, when Rambo and I picked Rambo and I were captains and we actually were moving in together. So we, we bet a couple months of rent on the game, <laughs> which is funny, but I got to come up with something with Farrell, uh, something we got to play for or, or some type of bet. Got to play for something. And we still got that one, uh, the, the, the one rule addition, uh, there's going to be a new rule based on uh, a, t- a Twitter vote and fan poll could be interesting, whether it's a two point shot being brought into 13 or, or some bonus balls late in the, late in the fourth quarter. They're talking about. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. okay. Games move up to three 30 Saturday. Uh, Trevor Baptiste will be there. Uh, and then he's in action with the Atlas the rest of the summer. It's been awesome. I've really enjoyed, uh, watching you guys play this year and, and everyone's uh, been so accommodating and I've learned a ton. And man, you mentioned like a Danny Logan guy to be down on the field, Trevor, I got to tell you, it, it's a different galaxy of athlete compared to college. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Just, uh, it's, it, it is crazy. It's like, it's like the, uh, you know, uh, the, these monsters just walking out of the locker room, like, Holy mackerel, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody is just, uh, everybody's just really, really good. Uh, and, 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 it's been really a pleasure. Uh, everyone's really been uh, open and uh, it's been nothing but fun and, and a learning experience. So thank you. Yeah, no, no. We love having you, Quint. We love having you out there. This is good. It's yeah. good. Oh, good. 3.30 ESPN Saturday. They moved the game up, so don't get caught sleeping. They moved it uh, up, up a half hour on okay. ESPN. Trev, I'll see you in Gillette, baby. Yes, sir. I'll see you out there. <laughs>